0: God <laughs> turn with me today to 1st um, Thessalonians 5 from verses 12 to 28 that's where the whole thing is but we're going to be focusing on certain verses because we have to look at seven things God wants us to do in every season there's more than seven things in those chapters but there's seven particular things God wants us to do in every season and we're going to touch on other things but we're going to focus on those so just starting right off the bat um, I'm going to read verses 12 to 13 now we ask you brothers and sisters to appreciate those who diligently work amongst you recognize knowledge and respect your leaders who are in charge over you in the Lord and who give you instruction and we ask that you appreciate them and hold them in the highest esteem in love because of their work because of yeah because of their work on your behalf live in peace with one another so that's the amplified verse 12 and 13. so we must we are encouraged to Um, respect those who labor amongst us. Who are those who labor amongst us? Our ministers, our teachers, our spiritual leaders. We are supposed to recognize their office and treat them with respect. There shouldn't just be peace between us and our ministers but there should also be peace amongst ourselves so there shouldn't be any petty rivalry there shouldn't be anybody um, contending or saying um, I I follow Apollos, I, I follow Paul you know you know the banter there shouldn't be anybody doing this is my favorite minister I don't want to listen to anyone else I won't come to church today because it's not my favorite minister preaching none of that there should be peace and there should be unity amongst all of us now after that verses 14 says to admonish the idol admonish the idol second um, second thessalonians we're in first now but if you turn to second thessalonians 3 6 to 12 there's a warning there against idleness it's never it's there's no way it is ever good to be idle an idle soul shall be hungry that's proverbs, proverbs 5 um proverbs nineteen fifteen says that an idle soul shall go hungry so if our if our souls are idle we're in trouble we, we are warned against idleness. So if you see someone who is idle, you are encouraged to admonish them. You are encouraged to warn them. It's something that you should be doing. So, Idleness um, <clears throat> is also listed as one of the sins of Sodom. So that's how bad, you know, it, it is to be idle. So an idle mind is the devil's workshop. We know, we know the banter. So. Admonish the idol, guys. Don't let, don't allow people who are idle to be around you, and don't be around people that are idle. Instead, um, encourage them to come out of their idleness and to find something to do. So we're we're also told to um, to encourage those who lack spiritual courage, those who are spiritually weak, and we're encouraged to be patient with them and to control our temper. So be patient with other people. There are people who are just coming to Christ. There are people who don't understand a lot of things. Don't immediately expect everyone to understand what you're saying. Be patient, try to explain. And if you can't explain, just direct them to someone who can or direct them to somewhere where they can find some other explanation. Be patient, you know, temper judgment with mercy. Be calm and be patient. And encourage those who are faint-hearted. If there's people who are not spiritual, not as spiritually strong as you, and those who lack spiritual courage, that they're they're shy, encourage them. You know, and, and lift them up in the spirit as well. So the next verse, verse 15 says, "See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone." Okay. So the love of peace. You know, we talked about being peace, being at peace with one another. So. The fact that we are trying to be at peace with one another does not mean that we should ignore sin you know where, where where there where there's where there's sin there can't exactly be peace so even though we're trying to live at peace with one another it doesn't mean that we should um ignore sin we should always make sure that nobody repays evil for evil because you are trying to be at peace with someone does not mean that you should watch as people are repaying evil for evil if people are repaying evil for evil, you should speak up. You should talk about it always seek to do good to everybody to everybody Strangers family everybody everybody do good do good to everybody. So Saying a kind word it is it, also doing good. Just bearing with one another is also doing good Being long-suffering is also doing good. Keep down your anger. That's also doing good. whatever people do to you doesn't mean you must retaliate the way that you, you The way we treat others is never based on how they treat us. The way we treat others is based on how Christ treats us. And if you know that God has not been good to you, then feel free to be bad to other people. But God is always good to us, so we must always be good to other people. Now, when we respond with, when we respond to evil with joy, it um, it confuses uh, the kingdom of darkness because when you when you respond with evil for evil, they understand that. But when you respond, to evil with, with the good they're confused because if someone is beating for example if someone is um, hitting you and you respond with laughter it's confusing because you're the, the person who's hitting you will be wondering why is this person laughing so it's conflicting because when someone um, when someone hurts you they're expecting you to react with pain the point of them hurting you is so that you can be hurt obviously so if someone is trying to hurt you but instead you're being joyful you're not stooping to their level you're not saying you're not you're not coming down to their level and it confuses the enemy so when you do the opposite of what the enemy expects obviously they'll be confused so that's why we must always repay evil for good now moving on moving on we get to our first um our first thing on the on the list of seven things that god wants us to do in every season and that is rejoice rejoice always i know that's first that's, that's, um, Thessalonians 5:16 very popular verse rejoice always and delight in your faith what does it mean to rejoice always how is it possible mm, that we can rejoice always so we cannot read that verse in isolation without reading the next verse be unceasing and persistent in prayer so. If you read everything together it's gonna to read rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you in order to in order to rejoice ever more we must pray without ceasing those two things go hand in hand we would rejoice more if we prayed more rejoice always the way to rejoice i'm just going to go over it again the way to rejoice always is to pray without ceasing if you, re- if you pray more, you would rejoice more. It doesn't have to be warfare, casting out demons or deliverance before it is prayer. And that's what we often fail to understand. Prayer is really just talking to God. When it comes to talking, you can have gentle conversations just as much as you can have violent conversations. All of it is prayer. A truly prayerful life is a life of constant joy. So if you pray, you will rejoice joy is more than a feeling it is a state of being you can feel pain but yet be joyful a woman who's having a baby is in pain but is joyful at the same in the same time space in the same time space jesus wept over lazarus and then thanked his father for hearing him he was thankful but in the same at the same time he was sad because of what, what was going on so it's the same thing we can apply this to our own lives we might be you know i was i was I was i felt like getting a scholarship was always god's will for me at the time and i was joyful because i was like you know what i'm gonna get the scholarship and then even when i didn't get it i was still joyful because i felt like god just saved me from myself i felt like god has saved me from myself because the only reason i chosen that school the school i wanted to get a scholarship in was because i wanted to boast that i was going there it's actually kcl i got into kcl and i was gonna i was literally just gonna just go boasting oh my god I got into KCL I got into KCL and so when I didn't get the scholarship it was like oh okay so I can't boast anymore (laughs) so I feel like God saved me from myself because if I had gotten the scholarship then I would have gone around boasting and it would never happen because pride is just never good. So I felt like God saved me from myself. So sometimes we, we we should able we should, sorry excuse me we should be able to rejoice. We should be able to find the joy and find the good in every circumstance. Give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Give thanks. It is possible to give thanks in every circumstance because there's always something good in the midst of whatever chaos, whatever trial, whatever turbulence, whatever tribulation, there is always something to give thanks for. There's always something to rejoice for. And if you pray, you will always find reason to rejoice because when you pray, and when you pray to God, you communicate with the one person who oversees all things. You are communicating with the person who sees the full picture. If we zoom in on That's how life is for us because life is individual, but for God life is collective He's he holds the substance of all life So he sees all things when you are in constant prayer with him You are able to see how the dots connect So there is always something to rejoice out of you should not you should come in. You should come out of prayer with something to rejoice about and so Anybody who thanks God for all things will have continuous joy. So once you continue to pray without intermission Don't let don't let gaps come in between your time of prayer always be in constant communication with God Don't ever let there be a time where you lose God's number. I don't always have to be talking to God to be in communication with him, I'm not always talking to my friends, but we are in communication. I'm doing this right now, but I'm still I'm, I'm in communication with most of my friends. I've not lost contact with them. That's what it means to pray without season. To pray without season. Don't lose contact with God. Don't lose contact with Him. Don't lose His number. Always have His number. Always have enough airtime to dial him up. Always have. Always, 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 always be able to reach Him, and He's always reachable. He's always. Reachable the problem and the fault often is often from our side because God is always available to us. That's how good and how great of a God He is. Now, our next verse is verses, nine, verses 19, I think, to 20. We're almost done already. So, do not quench the spirit. That is so key. Verse 19, do not quench, the Amplified puts it as so do be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the holy spirit do never it's a bad this don't quench to spirit imagine that the holy spirit is like a fire and he burns excuse me imagine that the holy the holy spirit is like a holy fire and wherever the spirit is he burns within us and so Christians are baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Spirit works like fire, and just like a fire is put out by taking away fuel, and it's quenched by pouring out water or pouring earth on it, we must be careful not to quench the Holy Spirit by indulging in carnal loss and affections or minding earthly things. What are you using to fuel the Holy Spirit? We often think that it's not our job to, but it is our job. It's your job to fuel the Holy Spirit. Imagine that, the, that, that there's a fire; that the Holy Spirit is a fire. We are the ones who put fuel to to make sure that the fire keeps going. So we, so whatever we, um, what what do we put to make a fire keep going? We put um, wood, kerosene, um, diesel, okay, well whatever fuel we can find. Just as long as we fuel the fire, paper. Make sure that you are constantly fueling the fire and not quenching it what swells the Holy Spirit the Word of God um, 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 music good gospel music well the Word of God good books well the Holy Spirit as well always make sure that you are fueling the Holy Spirit in you that you are finding the fire the flame and God will give you the grace to do that and you pray to God God give me the grace to um, to find the, the fire within me to flame to proper flame you want it to burn you want it to consume Anything that is impure in your life, so never quench the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit by paying attention to carnal things. So if you're constantly um, doing carnal things, just um, we all know what carnal things are. I'm not just talking about the big three like fornication, adultery, or, or the big, or, 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 or all that, or lying. I'm talking about little things like like spending too much time watching TV, spending too much time with friends, spending too much time on social media. Those are th- things that dim your spirit. Well, unless your social media is geared to fan the flames, you can gear it. You, you can actually do that. You can tailor your social media to deliver you things that will fan the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's another thing you, you, you can do. So don't hinder your growth in grace. Don't hinder your growth by not giving yourself the right will. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Make sure that you are welling him. Okay? Now, verse 20 goes, do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy, spoken revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. But test every 21. Test all things carefully so you can recognize what is good and hold firmly to that which is good. Now, I talked about this on my blog, um, on um on my blog, um, I think it's um called and testing the spirits. yeah I did a post on testing the spirits now when it says don't despise prophecy it doesn't mean that that you should accept all prophecy because the next thing says test everything so don't despise prophecy at all don't say oh well I don't believe in prophets so I'm not going to hear what you have to say no don't do that test everything feel free receive it Whenever people come to you, don't despise prophet, receive the prophet, receive the prophet. Receive all you all the gifts of prophecy, whatever spoken revelation is told to you, whatever word of instruction or exhortation is given to you, receive it. But test. It. The next verse literally says, test everything. So everything that you receive in prophecy, you must test it. How do you test prophecy? By discerning, by discerning spirits, by discerning spirits. Um, discerning of spirit is actually a gift it's a gift of it's a gift Yeah, it's, a gift. it's one of the nine gifts and you should ask god for that ask God because when you receive prophecy you must test it and when you test it not all of it will be what will meet up with with bible standards so when all of it doesn't meet up you should hold fast to only that which is good that's the next instruction so don't despise prophecies receive prophecies receive words of instruction because we all need words of instruction we all need words of, it, of, of exhortation we all need words of encouragement so I've, already, I've said this before that prophecy is to prophesize to encourage so don't despise that don't despise prophecy Receive prophecy but test everything that you receive go back and test it like, test it with the word of God We've, we've all heard that the, the Berian Christians did this so go back and test it with the word of God and when you do that Hold fast to only what is good Hold fast to only what is good prove all things especially prophecies especially prophecies prove it Make sure that it's confirmed to you and hold it. Hold it when when it's tested and when it's proved that it is good. Hold fast to it. Don't easily let it go. Hold it. Hold on to that promise. Now, verse 22 says, abstain from every form of evil. When When we say evil, don't think wickedness. Think sin. Sin is evil. I don't think that many of us actually realize that, but sin is evil. It is evil to sin and we're not just talking again about big sins or whatever we classify in our head as big sins like, because we when when someone says oh I lied we don't the in our heads we don't take that to be as big of a problem as oh I had sex outside of marriage or I cheated on my spouse we say I cheated on my spouse and you're going whoa hell is waiting for you but if I tell someone that I lied they'll be like oh well just you know don't do that don't do that anymore or just you know what I mean but it, both of them are evil it is evil to lie it is evil to bear false witness witness just as evil to, to lie as it is evil to commit adultery so when we say abstain from every form of evil we should abstain from whatever looks like sin whatever leads to sin and whatever borders upon sin. This is why secular music is such a touchy subject because it borders upon sin. It borders upon it. It leads to it. It looks like it. It may not be it, but it's starting to look like it. It, it leads to it, and it borders upon it. All those those three things abstain from them. Anything that looks like sin, anything that, that leads to sin, anything that borders upon sin, just just get away. Just go away from it. just. Abstain run run away from it Be shy of sin. I know that we are encouraged to be bold But when it comes to sin be very shy run away from it shun it shun it look at it like it's a taboo Avoid the temptation to approach it because it looks alluring but avoid evil sin is evil and that's that so That's the final one, and it's a very important one. Abstain from every form of evil, whatever looks like it, whatever smells like it, whatever. If it smells suspicious, run. Run until you get understanding. Do not walk into what you don't know. If it looks like sin, if it smells like sin, if it's dressed like sin, run away from it. If it is suspicious, if your spirit is not at peace, run away, abstain. Abstain. It's not only from sex that we abstain, we abstain from sin. We abstain from sin. My celibacy is not because I'm abstaining from sex, I'm abstaining from sin. Fornication is sin. I'm abstaining from sin. My holiness, my purity is because I'm abstaining from sin. Not just because I'm abstaining from sex. I'm abstaining from sin. Run away from sin. So that's what we are asked to do. Those are seven things That God wants us to do in every season rejoice pray give thanks don't quench the Holy Spirit don't despise prophecy prove all things that test all spirits and hold fast to that which is good that's the sixth one and the seventh one is to abstain from all appearances from evil and I pray that if you're ever confused about God's will for you you should remember that God's will for you is to rejoice and to pray and to give thanks and to quench not the spirit and to not despise prophecy and to prove all things and to abstain from evil those are seven things god wants you to do in every season no matter what you're going through those seven things should be at the core of your conflicts and at the core of your mind and you should always be remembering that in one way or the other you must be doing one of these things no matter what you're going through and i pray that god is with you and i pray that you receive the strength to apply all these things in your life